0: This episode of the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast is brought to you by Legend Rings. As coaches, we all know the best way to represent big wins and memorable seasons is with championship rings. And the team at Legend Rings is here to help college coaches do just that. Visit legendrings.com and stay tuned later in the show for a special offer for you and your team, coach. And now it's time for the show. That's right, it's time for today's episode of the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast with your host, your source for discontinued appliance parts, and America's recruiting guru, Dan Tudor.
1: Hey coach, good to have you on board for another edition of the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast. This is Dan, question for you. What if you could hear some inside intelligence from one of your former peers at the college level who now worked with high school athletes as they prepare for this next level in their career? Well, that's what we're going to give you the chance to do today. Uh, The coach's name is Justin Wickard. He runs now a program called Tier One Athlete out of the Dallas-Fort Worth area. He works with up-and-coming track and field prospects as they uh, get ready and and have the goal of competing in college. Uh, why this matters to you or should matter to you is that when you understand what the athletes of this generation are thinking and kind of how they're going through the process, what matters to them, and to get it firsthand from a reliable source that you can trust, I think that's all good. I mean, we're going to try to, over time, piece together things uh, through this podcast that give you Sort of that next level intel, and that's what I feel like you're going to get today. Is some inside information about his observations, knowing what you need at the college level to be successful. He's going to tell you what the athletes are thinking, and maybe how you should approach things differently. Um, I first found out about Coach Wickard through his Twitter handle, which is at Tier One Athlete a great Twitter uh, piece to follow. Uh, and and he had a video on, this is now quite some time ago, that uh, I watched, happened to be up early one morning, saw Justin's uh, video, and just thought it was outstanding. And while I'll link to it in the show notes, uh, the complete thing, but uh, it's about 26 minutes long. I want to give you, though, just a taste of it here, and, and it'll sort of set up why we want to talk to Justin about... How these athletes are going through the process, what their attitudes are, and what you as a coach need to do differently in recruiting them. So here's a taste of what Justin put out there on Twitter that a lot of people
0: heard and reacted to. To experience. So when I say that it's truly a privilege and an honor to be able to do an official visit, to be able to have uh, a coach sit across from you in your house or at the school, is an amazing, set, amazing. Privilege in itself, okay. However, here's the kicker: there are so many programs out there, coaches, club coaches, uh, and recruiting services that say, "Hey, you know, we promise you, uh, guarantee you that we'll get you a scholarship. That, you know, hey, look at our record: we have sent X amount of kids to Division One." Colleges that have garnished X amount of dollars of a scholarship. Okay, that is great, but I can tell you this okay, me experiencing it myself, okay, when it comes to track and field, nothing is guaranteed. All nothing right, so that gives you a little promised. bit of an
1: idea of okay, the direction of where I mean the talk that. was headed. Right. Like I said, I'm going to link to the whole right. thing in the show notes if you want to uh, go to that. You can also follow at tier one athlete on Twitter and find it there. But we wanted to hook up with Justin and just get his thoughts, observations on what he sees with this generation. Cause again, he has a unique perspective of having coached at a high level and now training athletes who are going to be competing at a high level as they get ready during their high school career. So we, uh, we got uh, with Justin and, and one of the first things we wanted to know was what was the, the motivation for putting that video out and kind of feeling like people, especially college coaches, needed to hear his observations about this generation of student-athlete. Here's what Justin said.
0: Yeah, so I actually got a call um, from a colleague of mine that was at another university I've known for a while, and he didn't know I transitioned out of college coaching. And so we had a conversation, and it was regarding a – tweet or a video that I did prior to that regarding the whole NCAA extending the dead period until April. And I made the comment and, of saying, hey, let's remember this in perspective. International student athletes, they right. don't get the luxury of doing the home visits and coaches coming to them and watch their meets or official visits. I mean, it's rare unless that school has a lot of money. So he is originally from England that competed and was very, uh, good in his collegiate career and was an Olympian. And, you know, he's like, Hey man, I just saw that comment. I just want to tell you like, wow, phenomenal. Like you're bridging the gap, like you're letting stuff out there. That's, that's so cool. And so because of the conversation and how our conversation went, that sort of raised my lid to go, you know what, let me go further. Let me put this out here and go even more in depth and detail. So that's what led me to do the, I guess it was like what, 30 minutes, 26 minutes of the truce behind, you know, recruiting for track and field.
1: Right. Right. And it has a lot of application for other sports as well. Um, you know, those principles and the things that you were saying. So back up a little bit, what there, that's sort of what led to you posting that, but, why did you feel it was important for parents and kids going through the process to hear it? What like in other words, what was the the motivation for like look yeah. I, there's there's an audience that needs to hear this here? I'm just wondering why. Yeah. What have you noticed? Uh,
0: I, th- I think for me, one is you know, being a former college coach, you can't really get from NC rules, you can't really get into the the nitty-gritty of this is what really happens with recruiting. You can only talk the generic stuff. You know, and so to me, being out, that was my more of like, you know what? I have a unique opportunity where I can literally pull back the curtains and I don't have to worry about anything. It's just here's the reality of things. This is the things you need to know. And I feel it's because at the high school or club level, all the coaches have great intentions, but the actuality is, is it's a full time job. And so for a high school coach or a club coach to do that, that's a lot more sacrifice. And those parents think like, oh, if I just trust, you know, the high school coach or the club coach or, you know, wait for a a high school mean for a college coach to reach out to me, everything will be okay. And I think that's the thing now with whole COVID, it's sort of like, no, 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 no. You like, it's your responsibility. You have to do these steps and you got to make sure you do it correctly, but also understand the realities of the recruiting aspect. Like it's people think like, Oh, it's simple. And it's, if I'm decent enough, like I'm going to get a scholarship and that's not, you know, obviously the case. So for me, that was just the more intentional of like, I just really want to help inform people even better with more specifics of what truly takes place. Right.
1: So just making the switch going from the college side to now working with everything from, you know, middle school, junior high, uh, high school prospects that are trying to develop their skills, their speed and that type of thing. Uh, What was, was there anything surprising making that switch? Because I think there is a big difference in coaching and dealing with, you know, attitudes and questions you get, you know, from an 18 to 22 year old versus a, you know, somebody that's a lot younger that has that strong parental influence. And I'm just wondering, like, what are you seeing at the, you know, with the, the temperaments and the attitudes, um, is there like a, that attitude of expectation that, Hey coach, we're paying you this money to help our, our, you know, this, you know, my son, my daughter get faster, but oh, by the way, you better get them a college scholarship too? Or they, like, what, what is the attitude that you're seeing out there?
0: Uh, you know, I, I think if the kid has the potential and they start getting interest of the, hey, they can possibly get a college scholarship, I think that's when the parents go, oh, there's something here possibly. But bef- until that happens, I feel a lot of parents are more of, you know, good intentions of, hey, I just want the best for my child. You know, I, I, you know, parents are, you know, I'm a parent, (laughs) Uh (laughs) all going to be biased. Like, Hey, my child's really fast and they're really, really good. And, you know, and so they want to put them in all these things to be able to basically help them become better. And so the biggest thing I've been shocked with is, you know, even starting at nine years old, six years old, people like, Oh, they got to get faster and more mechanics and stronger. And. You know, it's just sort of like I get back to the, you know, point. I'm like, these are kids. Like, right. where's their downtime? They're constantly going. Like here in Texas, I mean, like club volleyball is like, I was shocked. Like, find out like, it's basically all year round, year round and it yeah. costs like four to eight thousand dollars. And I'm right. just like, what? You know. Right. And so that's the thing I've been noticing. But of the mentality of coaches too, like you know, I sort of did this today. Is I was working with some nine-year-olds, and they accidentally knocked over a hurdle, and they thought like, "Oh, they're gonna get in trouble." So, like, coach, do we have? To, do we need to go run? I'm like, no. Why? And they're like, oh, because we messed up. I'm mm-hmm. just like, no. Like, so in the nine years old already, they're thinking in their head because of other coaches. Oh, hey. I did something bad. So I'm going to get punished for that. Right. And it's just shocking to me. And then I had another 13 year old where, you know, it's soccer and basically the club coach went to the parent and said, Hey, they're overweight. They're out of shape. They need to get their butts in gear. And I'm just like, they're 13. Like let them have fun, let them enjoy. But there's so much of this push of, Train them like an elite level. They gotta be there, you know? And that's the biggest thing I've been I've been shocked with mm. when it comes to the, you know, it's like, and I see now why when I a lot of times I had college kids come to me as freshmen, a lot of the times when they get there, they're like, I made my goal, I got my scholarship, I'm burnt out. Right. I'm done. I, I've been pushed so long since you know seven years old or maybe even since fifth grade right and the constant go go and so that's the thing that's i i'm just like wow like they got plenty of time <laughs> don't rush right
1: well so and i don't know if you've experienced a lot of this in your work yet but i would imagine you will then you just brought it up something that i think a lot of college coaches struggle with now is the attitude that when their freshmen show up on campus and not all freshmen i mean it's you yeah know, it, but, but a, yeah. A, a decent percentage will come to campus and they'll say those same words as, well, I'm here. I made it goal achieved. I've got the college scholarship. I just are, even if there's no money, I I'm on a track team and I, I made it. And so now it's like, ah, oh, good. I can relax. And usually most coaches at the college level are, no, you can't relax. You're not that <laughs> you're not yet good enough to now compete at the college level. But do you see yes. attitude wise, the, um, I guess maybe from your perspective now working with them at a younger age, how does that develop? Like, where where is the beginning of that attitude of of not entitlement but achievement? That once I get to the you know, once I get to a college, I have it set. Like, where does that begin? Like, what what fosters that? Do you think?
0: You know, you I, the I spot think by it, asking you, yeah, but yeah, no, no, I I love it, and you know, I'll I'll be honest with it and what I think. Now, again, this is just my feelings and sure. what I've right. been seeing. I think there's. You know, it's not just a one-size-fits-all, but from what I've seen, I think it's a combination of a, of the coaches pushing. You know, um, no matter what level it is, you have, you know, I mean, shoot, uh, one of the kids out uh, the, the nine that just won, he was like, all excited. But the ring that they won for the championship is bigger than a conference ring that I have for, for college track. And I'm just like. <laughs> this is awesome but at the same time in my head I'm like this is crazy like right where do you where do you go from there it's just got to be bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger right. you know and so I think with the with the wards the you know of like the clubs and even high school it's like hey we got to we got to have the Taj Mahal. We got to go for the best and the biggest thing. And then the parents, same thing. You know, they love their kids and it's great, but at the same time, it's got to go here, got to push here, got to be on this club team. Uh, you know, and like accolades of like, look what Johnny did or Susan did at 15. They were national this, national that. And so you get to the point when they get to college and like, well, to the kid, they're like, well, what's left? Right. You know, now it's a whole new journey for them. Like, no, now you're starting way over, you know? And so I think that's, I think that's the, where the mentality comes. And then, you know, from a kid standpoint, they feel pressured of, of, I got to continue this. This has become my identity. This is what people think I am. So if I don't uphold those standards, I feel like I'm going to let down those people. Right. And I've had many conversations with college kids about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. And, and you know, again, now you're at the at the source where maybe it starts to develop, and is yep. that that attitude is fostered. So that sort of leads me to then ask. And again, all this is your opinion, but you're, yep. you're you have a unique perspective having been in college. Now you're on the the other side of it. You know, pre college. I'm assuming they're not going to blame necessarily the the athlete for developing this attitude on their own. They're, they're they're having help, and I is it fair to say that this is a combination of a club coach and a parent issue problem? Like, uh, are they the I ones would, that are pushing, or or? I would say it's,
0: it, I would say it's all of it. I would say it's parents, you know, and it's not to the parents' fault. You know, because they're just wanting the kid to be the best they can possibly be, you know, and when the opportunity comes like, oh, they can get a scholarship, there's the push now even more because now it's, you know, if college coaches said, hey, we're not your 529 fund, Right. You (laughs) know, (laughs) which is true. Right. But um, I think it's a combination of the club coaches because, you know, club coaches want to achieve certain things. They say it's for the kids. But at the end of the day, it's also to pad their own. Resume. Look what we've done with X amount of clubs. Right. Look, we've produced these I many the kids that got scholarships. So it's just a never-ending like cycle. And then I think then the kid gets into the mentality as well. And so now the kid now pushes for it's like the dopamine. It's like I got a rush. Now I got to have yeah. a bigger dopamine to have a bigger feeling of the rush.
1: Right. Stuff, so
0: right.
1: right, and you know, like you said, it's it's a combination uh, and you know, I think a lot of, you know, a lot of parents, a lot of athletes don't understand like at the club level in many sports and even with private instruction, you know, there is that element of, you know, the more that I do with this group of athletes and they go on to move on, that sort of feeds the next group coming in. Cause then we can put it on our website or our Instagram page of who signed where and that sort of feed. So there is a business component to this. You know, every, that's, I'm not going to, uh, Bash anybody for running their business yep. um, on this on the same side, uh, you know. It, it's affecting the attitudes, and I guess I, I'm, I'm wondering, knowing what you know now on that side of like what we just talked about, just the idea that you know the college experience, the college roster spot or scholarship is the goal for a lot of these athletes at that age. If you were back in college, or basically based on what you know now, how would you have changed or approached kids differently when they got to campus or maybe a better way to ask it is what based on your knowledge set now and being close with sort of seeing all these attitudes yeah. and behaviors uh developing what would you change about the way you treat or talk to freshmen as they come in once you once you're recruited and once they're on campus knowing the baggage that a lot of them carry onto campus how would you how would you sort of mentor them or talk to them to yeah
0: them um Uh, For me, honestly, nothing would change, believe it or not, Um, because I've already had the mindset when I was in college, like, it's about the kid. It's about the individual, building relationship with them, getting to know them first, find out what makes them tick, allow them to be comfortable and trust in me, to be able to come to me and talk to me about anything, not just sports and, and, you know, be able to talk to me about life. And I think... That is a big indicator, Um, but then it's sort of, I would say, goes further of having the support of administration and head coaches saying, hey, like, yes, we need to win conference championships. We need to win the nationals, but the welfare of the kids comes first. I Mm -hmm. think universities, they say it's about the – you know, it's about – the athlete experience is about their well-being but if we're really 100 honest it's about the scoreboard
1: coach quick break from the podcast to ask you a question how do you build culture and tradition in a program well that's something that i get asked all the time because many of you are trying to do just that you want to be seen by your current team and your recruits as a place they're going to be proud to be associated with one of the best ways to do that is to give your student athletes something they'll always associate with your program and their time at the school. And that's where legend rings come in. These experts design incredibly beautiful pieces of art that your athletes will wear with pride. Whether it's for a team accomplishment, or an individual award, or something you give your outgoing seniors as a thank you for their commitment, legend rings get worn and they get remembered. And the best part, These rings that you design as the coach are a fraction of what the traditional big guys charge. So do this. Go to legendrings.com and see what I'm talking about. And when you do, mention that you heard it here on the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast for your free coach's ring with your order. you got to see it. It's incredible. Seriously, Coach, just take a look at what they have at LegendRings.com and start building an affordable tradition that will keep them dedicated to your program years after they leave campus. That's LegendRings.com.
0: It's yeah, about the wins, sure. and, you know, and so if you don't do X, Y, and Z, then, you know, from my end where I was there, it's like, yeah, you're going to get fired.
1: Right. Well, especially you know? at the higher level. <laughs> Division One. You're that's certainly the case. I know you have yeah. that experience under your belt. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. There is a there is a performance related. Yep. Yeah. that's that's the pull. I mean, when you have the yep. pull of athlete experience, the pull of the other, and in the you know, and in, in the middle of that is the athlete getting pulled both directions. Yeah. And, and also coming in with a lot of you know maybe yeah. misconceptions about how the process.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I the think the thing you know, to to sum up that question is really doing a better job of helping the kids know their identity, that their identity doesn't lie in sports. Right. What if sports was taken out, what defines you? And I think that can be better, you know, and a lot of coaches do a good job with that. But as a whole, I would say as an apartment, you know, college athletics, that could be way, way better. Right.
1: What are some of the things that as you have coached these athletes, we've talked a lot about the bad side of maybe this generation or maybe where they're a little bit, you know, they, they need that additional mentoring. What have you noticed that has surprised you in a good way? And, and I, again, I ask that because- Yeah. Again, you have the perspective of now working with them and you, you may get to see them in a different phase of their development than you did when they were uh, coming to college. So what are you seeing as, the, as sort of the, the, the bright spots of this generation of student athlete that, that are out there preparing to go yeah, athletics.
0: Uh, I think because of social media and, you know, everything that's so readily available, you can just go on Google <laughs> and find your info. Right. I think that's the the other that's the amazing thing about these kids is, yes, they are educated a lot more. They can understand things a lot quicker, um, you know, so I think that's a really positive thing. And so the other thing, too, is you know, they're a little bit more connected in the self in a sense is Mm -hmm. they can, they can Instagram or tweet, you know, a friend that's somewhere else that they're friends with on social media and like, Hey, what do you think about this? And gets secondary resources from someone else that they may feel like they can trust and say, Hey, help me in this. What do you think about this? You know? And so I think that's a really, really good thing. Um, and even though, yeah, we've talked about, so even though, you know, these kids are just as motivated than the other kids in the past, you know, they still want to be great. They still want to win. They want to be the best they can possibly do. So, you know, they still come in and they're wanting to work hard and, you know, they get upset and frustrated when something doesn't happen the way they want it. And that's still, that's still a positive. Right. In my, in my view.
1: Right. Going back to the, the Twitter um, video that you did, that you put out there that got a lot of, uh, you know, good comments and good reaction. And the main, one of the main emphasis points was to athletes, no one owes you anything, Like there is, you, you're not, they're, they're not guaranteed anything. There's no, there is no guarantee in, you know, athletics, life, everything. Right. Um, What should a college coach listening to this, right now and maybe they've watched the video and we'll put the link up in the show notes of the podcast but so they watch it they hear that message out really that was i think you for athletes at a you know either before they go into college um younger you're just going Mm -hmm. through this process for a college coach what would you encourage them along those same lines with the same message to tell their athletes or to make sure they communicate to their athletes even during the recruiting process about the idea of Nothing being guaranteed um,
0: yeah what would you I th- I th- honestly i th- I feel a lot of college coaches do a good job with that already you know um, i I would say another thing and again it's it is unfortunately it's a business you know, but it's sort of maybe more asking the what's the parents and athletes expectation when they come on an official visit right or um hey, what are some things that you're hoping or thinking you'd want to see when you come to us? Uh, I think the biggest thing is being able to find out what those expectations are so that way you can now better present, well, hey, you know, I know you're coming, but just because you're coming on an official visit, just know, like, you might be expecting to get a scholarship offer. Well, this is only your first visit. You know you're not going to accept it. So we're going to let you go on to do your other visits. You know, I would say being a little bit more candid regarding that, uh, but a majority of all the coaches I know have been around, they do a great job already with it. I think it's just, again, those expectations from parents and athletes. They don't understand the other side of the business. And so that's where the frustration comes involved right. you know, and everything.
1: Right. Is there something that college coaches can do to better to better outline the business side of this now? I, things that you've learned now are just conversations with parents and seeing how they interact with the whole process, what their expectations are. Were you, if you got a job back in college again at some point, um, or looking back to when you were a college coach, would you have done things differently, or or spent more time on that, or just again, what is what, is, what do parents and the kids need to hear from a coach about the process?
0: Yeah. I think for, for me, obviously, you know, like, like I said earlier, Dan is like, you know, I've been following you since I started my career. And I think the resources that you've helped give and provide that has helped me tremendously when I was in college, you know, like, Hey, these are the things to think about. These are good questions to follow up. Um, so, you know, I encourage coaches, you know, continue. If, you, if they haven't, they need to follow you because <laughs> you yeah. do provide good stuff. Um, and I think the other thing is, you know, going and asking the compliance people, hey, I really want to do this. I want to provide a little bit more depth inside of the business side of recruiting. What's my lane that I can do it in without getting in trouble? Right. and stuff?" Because I think a lot of coaches, they like me, like I wanted to share things, but I was hesitant because I'm like, well, How's this gonna look with the boss? How's the yeah. administration gonna take this? And so a lot of times you just you just go along with the the role right. <laughs> in a sense. Right. So I would say from a parent standpoint and club standpoint, and high school coach standpoint, is is them understanding the more of the business side of things of what truly takes place. And then them being the, av- right. I think, the, I think they can do a better job of sort of being that quote unquote, I guess, agent for that kid. Sure. Instead of the kid expecting the parents sitting down saying, Hey, these are, what's your expectations. Okay. Well, these are the things that, you know, we need to think of and think of worst case scenario. Like if this doesn't happen, are you still okay with this school? Right. And if it doesn't, then now let's do this scenario right. and stuff. So, you know, I would say I would say those things are are big as well. Okay, so
1: last thing I want to does that start, answer I, your question? It, it does, yeah. And the last thing I sort of wanted to have okay. you talk about so I'm listening to you, and it sounds like the you know, the big theme that I take away from this conversation is that there are there are communication gaps happening. But, Agreed. You know, from the parent and the athlete over to a coach, whether it's, you know, high school or college, there are communication gaps or hesitations from a college coach to say certain things, do certain things. Um, So if both parties work to bridge that gap, then problem solved. But of course that's easier said than done because, you know, it's also a little bit of a poker game that the the parents want to hold back. The kid wants to hold back because, um, you know, when you were a former coach at TCU, okay, well, if TCU wants me, I don't want to commit there yet. Cause maybe if TCU wants me, I could get interest from Texas A&M or from, you know, another school that's, you know, at a power five conference that, that I really like. And, and I just, I guess, you know, I don't, I'm not going to say what's the fix because that would be a, you had that you know, that answer, then, you know, yeah. then, uh, <laughs>
0: everything would be all good for everyone. <laughs> right, exactly. You would have been,
1: you know, you're, you'd be interviewed on ESPN and, you know, I'll be the author of six or seven books by now. But the, um, I, I guess, am I right with that? That the fix really is as a coach, because the college coach is listening to this. And if one party's going to be able to take the lead, I'm going to count on a coach to do it. The coach needs to take the lead and really be more upfront about, look, here's reality at every school, not just ours, but here's reality. Here's what you need to understand. Um, And in a way, then hope and trust that they're going to see that they're being honest and that prospect is going to look at that coach and say, okay, that's the the coach I can trust. I mean, is that – does that sound yeah, like no, a I, or like what would you
0: add to that no I, I would say that's a that's a good part and again it, it, if there was a simple solution you'd be like hey everything's fixed this is easy i i agree with that because i've done that myself in some occasions but at the same time to be honest with you, when i've done that it's backfired on me because mm-hmm. now you're like oh, oh yeah, i get it yeah
1: like
0: parents and the athletes in there going what the heck like so you're saying you don't believe in me or you're negatively recruiting i'm like no 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 no. i'm just giving you the clear picture of what to right. expect your expectations um so you know i think that's part of the equation i think where there's some high school coaches and club coaches that do a great job where they're starting these conversations when they're freshmen right you know, and saying, hey, what are you wanting to do? What's your goals? You know, what are your expectations? And then starting, you know, from a freshman year going, okay, let's get more detailed and having that. So I think it's the both sides of the high school coaches and the club coaches doing the same thing of the reality check that the college coaches are giving at times. And then the club and high school coaches are doing it when they're freshmen, and it just keeps going. It, it, it's sort of like because there's so much information out there, and it can be so you know information overload. And like, oh, I get this. I hear this. It's sort of like it, a common message needs to be continually repeated over and over again, yeah, and stuff, so, so they know like, oh, okay, I understand. Right. I understand and I think I think the other thing that would help with it and again, I don't know if it's because maybe NSA's rules can't you can't do this, but I've always thought this is it would be great to hear from college athletes themselves mm-hmm. Talk about your experience. what have you learned? Hey, these are the realities, right? okay well what what kind of realities did you experience? What would you suggest? You know, and I think the kids would, when they hear that from their peers, they're probably going to listen a little bit more compared to like, hey, mom and dad's always been saying this. And then all of a sudden someone else that's a peer of that athlete hears it and they go, oh, yeah. And it's like mom and dad or the club coach or high school coach, I've been trying to tell you this. <laughs> but now it's just right. clicking because your peer said this, you know. Right. So I think, I think hearing from their peers, you know, that are – have experienced the recruiting process and the realities would be another way that would probably maybe help
1: and that's how our conversation with coach Wickard wrapped up coach you know the reason we we wanted to highlight this was because it's so important for you to understand the mindset the attitudes of the kids you're recruiting because when you understand that you're able to adjust your strategy and I think that's one thing that I don't see a lot of coaches doing. they kind of approach recruiting monolithically. They uh, one size fits all, uh, and and that's kind of the way they go about it. I really want you to understand some of the thoughts that these kids have because when you understand their approach, what their attitudes are, you're able to more accurately adjust your recruiting to fit what's going to enable them to communicate with you. And that's what this is all about, helping you improve the communication that you have with college prospects. So hope that helped today. I want to thank Coach Wickard. Follow him at... At tier one athlete on Twitter great stuff good observations always has a lot of other good uh, good resources there that he provides student athletes as they get ready but also just his insights for coaches I think it's great stuff so follow him and you can follow us also on Twitter at Dan Tudor we put a lot of training. Uh, articles, videos, links out on a daily basis is sort of our main form of communicating with all of you and getting you links to resources that are going to help you be good at this most important part of your college career as a coach, which is recruiting and helping to recruit the next great class that helps you win. So that's going to wrap it up for today. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Have great recruiting success out there. This is Dan, and we'll talk to you again soon.
0: The College Recruiting Weekly Podcast is a production of Tudor Collegiate Strategies, copyright 2016 through 2020. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or stream us on Stitcher, and make sure to tell the coaches in your department about the show. Email the host at dan at dantutor.com and visit the website to access more of the free resources we give to the college coaching community. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time here on the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast.